Hello, everyone, and welcome into the GPS show. We are back for another episode along with Scott Pirak. I'm Gabe Gottesman here, as always, on a Friday afternoon. Remember, you can listen to our show on Spotify. Just search up the GPS show. You can get all of our previous episodes. And if you're listening to this on Spotify right now, then our shows are on Tuesday and Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. Scott, we've got another great show today. We're still over a week away from Super Bowl 55 between the Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. So in the meantime, that doesn't mean there's any shortage of NFL news. Of course, the free agent market this year, as I'm sure a lot of football fans know, is more exciting than ever. Is that because of um, the coronavirus? Is that because um, the salary cap is lower? Could be a lot of things, but we're very excited for this draft. There's going to be a lot of great QBs. There's a lot of free agent QBs that are looking to move around. So next year in the NFL, uh, it's going to be a lot different, which means we have a lot of discussion to go through. Scott, let's get right into it. You've got a return of a game that we've we've left for a few weeks in the playoffs, but it's making its return for the offseason, which is coming up, coming up soon. Yeah, so this is going to be the final edition of the Panic Room. For I this guess, year. For this year, and it's kind of leading into next year. So these are going to be the first players that pop up on the board when we do our 2021-2022 show next year. Um, And so at the current moment, you do have the Eagles offensive line, A.J. Green, Cam Newton, Zeke, Carson Wentz, Big Ben, and Alvin Kamara. Can I make a clean slate? Can I, can we, can I have that as a, as a, as a ruling that I just take everyone off? Because I feel like who, A.J. Green, like who cares about A.J. Green right now? And Alvin Kamara, of course not. I I took that. Carson Wentz is going to find a new team. Cam Newton. Cam Newton might be the only one I keep. Who knows? I think I think it's interesting. Zeke could be an interesting one, too. But we'll hop into the first one. And this isn't really a player. It's an organization. And that is the Texans organization. Are you worried about them? Well, um, Scott, is the sky blue? That's a question I pose to you. Because really, I thought the... Uh, the Texans were clinging on to dear life to keep their their transcendent QB. They had one last ever, and it looks like maybe it wouldn't have mattered who they hired as their head coach. But as we speak right now, um, I am going online to remember that they, they just hired David Culley because really he's been in the league for a long time and he's never even been an offensive or defensive coordinator. So uh, it's funny. There's even like internet on the internet. There's meme servicing. The guy was the passing coordinator for the last ranked passing offense in the, in the league. I understand. Um, they're just trying to look for a fresh start, but they're going to get a lot of draft picks. They're going to get something. If they traded for a team like the jets, maybe they would get Darnold and some draft picks. Um, so they could kind of restart their franchise a little bit, but it really all comes down to this general manager and i'm not sure right now if um if they have the ability to kind of take advantage of it with a new gm if, if it was a team that had a, a veteran gm i'd be like wow this is a great opportunity with all these draft picks to maybe make a difference but right now i just don't see them headed in the right direction at all okay so they are going to be starting off in the panic room for the 2021 season my next player for you this is an interesting one Aaron Jones, and what I mean by that is, really, are you worried about where he's going to land? Because obviously the Packers also have 
Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon, who are both on pretty cheap contracts. So you're a little worried about Aaron Jones going into this offseason. Well, he's a free agent, so he can go where he wants. But um, yeah, I, I it is definitely running backs. There's been a pattern in the NFL: running backs that go to a new team never seem to uh, to do as well. I mean, even some examples: Todd Gurley, um, just off the top of my head, Adrian Peterson. Um, just there's a lot of players. Those ones are a little hard though because they're at the end of their career. But I well, do agree with that. that Todd Gurley wasn't the is Todd Gurley came off like an almost an MVP season, and then he had a little a little bit of some injuries, and then. He went right back. I mean, even Mark Ingram just got released. Remember him on the Saints? He was really good. Uh, there's just um, even Leonard Fournette was the was carrying the J- Jacksonville Jaguars offense to an AFC championship. And now in Tampa Bay, he's obviously in a Super Bowl. But at the same time, you never know. I mean, David Johnson in the Texans. He used to be a top five fantasy pick. Uh, now he's kind of off the radar. So if Aaron Jones goes to a new team with not as good of an offensive line, just trying to get a lot of money. Um, that's why I'd be a little bit worried, but I'm not going to put him in the panic room because he can decide where he goes. And I wouldn't say right now he's going to have any panic, especially because he had a decent season. So he'll get the money he wants. Um, and I don't see him returning to green Bay this year at all though. And for our, yeah. And for our listeners who are new, obviously the interpretation of the panic room is different for every player. When we're comparing Derek Henry to Cam Newton, it's on a different scale. But my next player for you, Gabe, it's Lamar Jackson. But what that really means is the Ravens passing game. They just got away with their receiver coach finally. They were worse in the league in passing. They might have been 31st in front of the Patriots, but I don't know. I mean, those two teams, you could kind of flip-flop. Are you worried about Lamar Jackson and his passing skills, not his running skills? We know he's going to get high numbers in the 2021 season. Well, if I were to compare him to a an NBA player, it would be ben, probably Ben Simmons. When you think about it, always seems like they're one step away. If if Lamar can be a decent passer, can he? Um, he would be the best quarterback in the league. He was last year, obviously, but that that was not really his. Um, that wasn't really uh, by virtue of his by of his passing abilities yet. Uh, at the same time, I, I still think that he can improve. Um, he's getting to be a little bit of a better passer. People forget last year, even though I said, obviously, him running the ball was definitely a lot, um, was a, a larger portion of his success in terms of his MVP season. That doesn't necessarily mean that he wasn't a good passer. Remember that first uh, first game of last year, that the headline was against the Dolphins. He threw for what five touchdowns, had a perfect QBR. He's one of a uh, he's on a short list of quarterbacks in NFL history to have a perfect passer rating in a game. So um, even though uh, I would be a little bit worried if I were um, if I were Baltimore, I'm not going to put him in the panic room. I just think Lamar Jackson. He just won his first game. They were, uh, by the way, last in passing offense, 171 yards per game, just ahead of the Jets and the Patriots. So. I just can't put him in the panic room, Scott. I cannot put Lamar Jackson, who uh, who won the MVP, and now he's um, he just won a, pl- a, a playoff road game um, 
I just can't put him in there. And then he got hurt. We don't know what he could have done at the end of last game against the Bills. They couldn't really get anything done on offense. So I can't I, – I feel – I would feel bad putting Lamar Jackson in my uh, – my, my panic room is a little bit of a strict – I'm trying to make it a little bit more strict, and I feel like putting a former MVP in there isn't the right thing to do. Okay. Now, that was one that I think I would have put in. Now, this next one is very interesting. Derrick Henry. Obviously, he's coming off the 2K season – one of eight players ever to do that. But the reason I have him in here is, Gabe, you and I have talked about it in previous shows. The workload he has is unlike something we have really ever seen. And I'm not quite sure how long he can keep that up. Do you have any concern? And we've seen it in multiple teams where we go, that's a running back that's not, that's not injury prone. For example, Christian McCaffrey this year, then he only plays two games. Uh, is there some concern with you for Derrick Henry? Well, this is a good one. He's 27, um, just turned 27 this month. Um, he just had one of the best seasons for a running back ever. Uh, but if I were to say bending the rules of the panic room, like you mentioned, it's not necessarily about him falling off completely. But I think that he could, um, he could definitely regress next year um, going forward. Remember, uh, we've seen it with Ezekiel Elliott. We've seen it with other running backs that you don't need to necessarily be uh, 30 years old to start regressing as a running back. I think that for him, if he has another one of those years where he has, you know, 300 attempts, I don't, I don't see. Yeah, this year he had 378. In total, he has, since 2016, he's had 1,182 attempts. I, I just don't see the stability there as much as I love watching Derrick Henry. I do think there is a point where it's you have to use your players to the point where you can get the best out of them for a long enough time. Exactly. I think I'm, I, I would not be shocked at all if he regresses definitely this next year, especially with Ryan Tannehill. Also, um, he had that one really good season. Uh, he obviously they were great this year. That's not what we're, what we're arguing for this, this panic room question. It's more about whether next year um, his limitations also in his last two playoff games, he, what did he have 40 yards against the Ravens? And then the chiefs held him to around 70 yards. So even though he had that great run early in last playoffs, he still has uh, been held in check. And it seems like teams are really forcing Ryan Tannehill to win the game. Uh, especially in the playoffs, when you get more time, you you really your defense is really more intense. I think that it could be a little bit of a down year for Derrick Henry. Now, this might be a terrible take, Scott. We might get flamed for this because it's Derrick Henry. It's hard to bet against him, but I'm gonna put him in there. He's going straight into the panic room. Okay, I I, I like that one. I think it makes it interesting. Um, the next player, this is an interesting one, and I added this today on the late notice. There were reports that the Colts organization was trying to get Andrew Luck, who retired a few oh, years yeah. ago, to come out of retirement. It was Colts owner Jim Ursey. He, was, he said he's leaving the door open and said, quote, he knows we would love to have him back. But also they do have Phillip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett on their roster. At the well, Phillip Rivers retired, so. Or, I guess now it's just Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason. Yeah, I mean, third-string quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Are you concerned about the Colts quarterback room going into next year? Uh, I, I'm not. I think they're going to either sign Matthew Stafford 
or trade up for a quarterback, um, they won't get Deshaun Watson. We can discuss this, but I think either they get Matthew Stafford or they're going to find a quarterback, whether they have to settle for a guy like um, maybe a guy like Mac Jones from Alabama or Trey Lance, if they can trade up. There's going to be a lot of teams that want quarterbacks early in this draft. So I think if they don't trade up, they'll have to settle a little bit. But they're going to go into next year with a new guy who's going to be their guy. Maybe that – I don't think Cam Newton's the right guy, obviously. Um, but there's going to be a quarterback. Maybe they somehow Jimmy Garoppolo ends up there. Um, there's, there's going to be a lot of quarterback shifting around. So I think that they'll have their guy. Also, Andrew Luck's not coming out of retirement. I would love to see that. He's one of my favorite players of all time. But he's, he made the decision. He's a really intelligent person. And he understands, uh, I'm not saying that the rest of the NFL isn't smart, but he understands how dangerous it can be for the body. And I think that he just said, okay, I'm done. And I think once he made that decision, there's no reason to go back. So he's not coming back, but I would not be panicked. Okay. My next question for you, I have three more. And they were all really quarterback rooms. The Panthers, they're one of those teams that are in the running for Deshaun Watson, but their quarterbacks right now are also... Teddy Bridgewater, who was very inconsistent this year, even though he did have a high completion percentage, and P.J. Walker, the past XFL quarterback. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be panicked here either because I also think I think they're really going to go for one of those QBs in the draft. Um, I see either they trade up or somehow – we've seen in previous years great quarterbacks fall. Um, Trey Lance, Justin Fields – could could fall to them maybe Zach Wilson uh, if he is passed on for in favor of Trey Lance or Justin Fields so I think maybe they could get a quarterback like that and to play under a guy like Teddy Bridgewater who's experienced he's a really accurate guy um, he's a perfect quarterback that can that can teach you how to play in the NFL so I wouldn't be panicked at all if I were Carolina um, at the same time if you listed ten different teams i would all say okay don't be panicked you'll get your guy in the draft but there's going to be some teams that that don't have their guy i still think they'll find someone in free agency or they'll get a qb in the draft i mean if they stick with teddy bridgewater who knows what they could have been uh like if first of all christian mccaffrey's healthy the saints have fallen off a cliff so they're not going to be uh two games a year where it's pretty much automatic losses against the best roster in the league um the falcons and and the Buccaneers in that division have quarterbacks that are ancient. So I would not be panicked by the Panthers. Okay. Well, you kind of just went into my next one. I have two QB rooms left or really organizations. And the next one is the Saints. They're $99 million over the cap space, cap space with Drew Brees retiring. So obviously it's probably going to be cutting those different players, but then also players like Jared Cook, those players who kind of stand out and have had heavy contracts in the past. And they don't actually really have a quarterback on their roster. They have Taysom Hill, but people think they're going to re-sign Jameis Winston. Are you worried about the Saints heading into 2021? Because I truly believe there's a chance we could see a 4-12 and Saints team. Yes. If you're not worried about the Saints, then you're wrong because we're going to see after this season, they're going to be just – they went all out, and I don't blame them for it, but they didn't get they, there. They had one of the greatest quarterbacks for you ever seen so I think you have to give them props for that just but building a great roster around them but they couldn't get over the hump because they got 
Brady. Uh, that's a, a thing going around now is that just Brady comes in and ruins ruins everything for these great NFC rosters. But I, I mean, they are in just a massive hole right now. They have nowhere to go. They're going to lose a lot of players and they're not going to be able to get many in return. They're going to, uh, they don't have a high draft pick. They just, they're stuck. This could be a three and 13, uh, three win, four win team. Jameis Wins can, can barely be a 500 quarterback, even with the talent of the Buccaneers. Uh, so now I, I don't see them doing anything this upcoming year or really for a long time until they get it figured out. They obviously have a great coach and a good general manager, so they'll figure it out eventually, but not now. Okay. My second to last one is not the Eagles quarterback room, but their receiver room. They've, they've had Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey. They now have Jalen Reger, who looks like he might have not been the best pick, and they probably should have gone with Justin Jefferson. Um, but this, the Eagles, I think they're one of those teams that if Jamar Chase falls to them in the draft, I could see him taking him. What do you think of this Eagles receiver room heading into 2021? Well, like you said, I think they could definitely take a shot at. Also, don't be shocked right now. I mean, um, you, you look at the number one pick, obviously going quarterback, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think the two and three picks could be quarterback. Or quarterback. Exactly. I think um, the Jets, this either goes two ways in my opinion. Um, the Jets either trade away uh, – they either trade away um, trade away the pick for the Texans and the Texans get it, or they um, – Are you saying trade away as in get Deshaun Watson or trade away as – Yeah, in- so they trade away the pick to the Texans. They get Deshaun Watson in return, um, and then the Texans go out there um, and, and draft a quarterback with that. Then you look at a team like uh, Miami. They'll – They'll either, I mean, they'll either get Deshaun Watson or trade it, or maybe they don't draft a QB. Maybe they look for, um, they get the offensive tackle out of, out of Oregon Sewell, but um, or Devonte Smith and reunite Tua and Devonte. I don't think that's a smart idea in my opinion because Tua has never been a deep ball thrower. Or, well, the one thing I do like about that is that the Dolphins have no receiving core. They have Devonte Parker and their next best receiver. I think you could argue is. Jeremy Grant, which is he's a fast guy, but he's no Tyree Kill, so I don't think he fits into really a top fifty receiver category. Right, and then Atlanta probably drafts a QB. Cincinnati is not going to draft one, and then you get to Philadelphia. So this means um, if maybe Miami gets Devonte Smith, uh, Cincinnati I doubt will draft a wide receiver. They'll probably need help on the offensive line or somewhere defensively. So uh, this would mean that. They either get Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, or maybe Devontae Smith. And so I would not say they're panicked quite yet, um, really not at all, because really Jalen Rieger with um, with Jalen Hurts looked better. Um, they've obviously been plagued with injuries for years now, so I think that they'll um, they'll have guys and they'll get a new one in the draft. So I'm not going to say that they're panicked. Okay, my final player of this season is an NFC West quarterback. And it's really two of them. And I want you to talk about both of them. Jimmy Garoppolo, who he's been to a Super Bowl, but he didn't have the best season. He had 27 touchdowns the year they went to the Super Bowl. 
and he had 13 interceptions. And then this past year through six games, he had seven touchdowns and five interceptions. And so I think there's a chance that the Jimmy G era, as much as everyone loves the connection between him and Kittle, could be over. And then the battle, which I never thought I would say, between Jared Goff <laughs> and, and Wolford. John Wolford. <laughs> John Wolford. He's just like, I, I can't believe that's a real thing. Um, he played makes he played great in the postseason and in, in the week 17. It makes me wonder, um, because this got out, obviously, this someone said this was happening, whether that was Sean McVay, the general manager, Les Snead, or, um, or uh, that's got to be one of those two guys said, we are going to have an open competition. And um, I wish I could give credits uh, to, to whom, who said this, but I saw somewhere that um, when you think about Jared Goff coming into the game against the Seahawks after John Wolford was injured, at the beginning, yeah, he was, he was healthy. Like he wasn't obviously a hundred percent, but he was suited up, ready to go as an emergency quarterback. It was 30 yard deep ball. So it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, they weren't trying to hide his injury, but it definitely felt like there was something going on with the reason why Jared Goff wasn't starting that game. If he came in and played three and a half quarters at a high level. So um, something's going on with Jared Goff. I don't think Sean McVay uh, trusts Jared Goff to win a Super Bowl. You're panicked on Jared Goff. They what got to the they got to the to the promised land. They got to the Super Bowl and he dropped a dud with three points. I no. don't think he fits the offense well. I, I think you can say it with both Jimmy Garoppolo and Jared Goff, they were carried by their in that year. Todd Gurley was the best running back in the NFL at that time. He was kind of creeping up on the Danian Thomason's record for most touchdowns. Um <laughs> and then Jared and same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. With the defense. Well, I mean, I would also say that, like, it feels like with Kyle Shanahan and um, and Sean McVay, uh, there's, like, uh, these are the two of the most progressive coaches in the entire NFL. And to have guys like Jared Goff and Jimmy Grabble who aren't running quarterbacks whatsoever, who kind of sit back in the pocket, uh, they don't really fit the style of offense that I think uh, Sean, uh, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay want to go for. And I think that's why uh, we'll see them get moved off of going forward. Okay, so both of them are in the panic room. And then to wrap up the show, this kind of ties into the Super Bowl. Next week will be our big Super Bowl preview. But this week is the Madden 21 Pro Bowl. So <laughs> yeah. talk about that. This game is what is more likely to happen. So Ooh. it's on percentages um i have about 10 things here some of them are kind of up they don't have percentages they're really just questions but i'll start off with the first one tom brady makes the super bowl or drew Brees completes a pass and you have to guess which one is correct this is like actually like this is factual well i would say drew Brees completing a pass has to be because tom brady's made 10 of 21 and Drew Brees has like seven. I, I will tell you for this game, I am not counting his first season, so I'm only going ten of twenty. That's because, still not fifty percent. Is terrible. I no, it's still Drew Brees. But I'm just telling you for okay, yeah, yeah. The next parts of the game because the first year he played one game and threw three passes for six yards. So I don't think we can really put that season on a young Tom Brady. <laughs> um, but Drew Brees is correct. My next one: 
Tom Brady makes the Super Bowl or Blaine Gabbert, his backup quarterback, completes a pass? Still got to be Blaine Gabbert. I have faith in him. You are correct by 0.8%. Plain. You have to be completing more passes than that. That's like Josh Allen in his rookie year, but worse. Okay. My next one is Patrick Mahomes throws a touchdown or Taco Fall makes a three when he was at UFC or UCF, not UFC. He'd be a good UFC fighter, though, wouldn't he? 7 7. Um, Patrick Mahomes completes a pass or Taco Fall. Makes it three. Yeah. So there's two ways this could go. Either this is Taco Fall took one three at UCF and made it, so it's a hundred, or it's Patrick Mahomes because he's probably like sixty. Or he took like eight. No, he would not go like six for eight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Mahomes. Okay, you are in. Or sorry, you are correct. Yes. Mahomes does throw a touchdown. My next one, and then I'll tell you the percentage. Patrick Mahomes throws a touchdown or Ben Simmons makes a three. Now that's an interesting one. Okay, let me think about it. Ben. And this is in terms of his NBA career where he has shot. I think he's like three. He's like three for three, one, or or he's somewhere there. And what was the other one? Patrick Mahomes com- makes a touchdown pass. Yeah. So but, out of all the pass attempts he has, what's the percentage of that touchdown? Yeah. And, but he's thrown 114 in his career, believe it or not. I'm going to say Mahomes. You are incorrect on this oh. one. It is uh, as crazy as it sounds. It's only 0.06%. <laughs> it's so small, but that's really quite a big margin because he's thrown over – it was 1,000, 2,814 around there. Um, so it is Ben Simmons makes a three. He's 0.100 in his career. Um, wow. not, not the best numbers, but it is Ben Simmons. So you're three of four. My next, my next two are more questions for you. What is more likely to happen? Tyreek Hill scores in the Super Bowl or Travis Kelsey scores in the Super Bowl? Um, I would it's say powerful score. I would say which one scores more. I would say Travis Kelsey. I think that he's just more of a. I mean, you could argue that Tyreek Hill will get a deep threat, like breakaway seventy-yard touchdown. But at the same time, I think that Travis Kelsey in the red zone is obviously the guy Mahomes looks for. So I'll go with Kelsey. What okay. about you? Well, I'm curious to see what you think. You. You know, this one is interesting for me because last time they played, Tyreek Hill had over 200 yards in the first quarter and had that is multiple, true. multiple touchdowns. In the went against him in fantasy that week, and I was just livid. Yeah, I'm just I'm not quite sure that Sean Murphy Buntling is the future of the Buccaneers' defense. Um, in that game, it was that Tyreek Hill had three touchdowns for 269 yards and 13 catches, and Kelsey had eight catches for 82 yards. So they both had good games. It's just that Hill always gets the long ones. So in that case, I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill because I have a feeling this game is going to be a shootout. I agree. It is. I think it's going to be very high scoring. My And I have three left for you. My next one is Deshaun Watson gets traded. What's more likely, he gets traded to the NFC or the AFC? I'm going to say AFC because I think the Jets 
are the number one team right now he goes to. Um, maybe the 49ers or the football team, the Washington football team, um, could be a team he goes to or the Bears. But other than that, really the Dolphins, the Jets, the Patriots, the um, – what are some other teams? I mean, there's there's a lot of teams that I think – in the AFC are more more likely for him to go to maybe even the Colts if they find the cap space, uh, the Broncos, all those teams I think are in the AFC. So I'd say more likely to be in the AFC, which is good for the Seahawks. Cause if he goes to the 49ers, that would be catastrophic. When you think about Kyler Murray, um, Deshaun Watson and the 49ers or sorry, um, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson and the LA Rams with that defense and um, John Wolford. <laughs> whoever they have at quarterback would be a dangerous division. I do think it's an actually a very interesting question. Usually you'd see teams try and send their best players to the other conference so they don't have to play them. I think that does come into factor because you don't want to play your own past quarterback in the AFC championship. So my next one for you is that Tom Brady, and this is also goes into another go debate. Tom Brady makes the Super Bowl or LeBron James makes a shot. So this is his career percentage. I know like the famous one has been like Steph Curry or so, so LeBron, it's so if he if he's 10 of 20, is LeBron over 50%? I say yes. You are correct. By by point oh four. So is it fifty point four or fifty point oh four? I'd tell you Tom Brady. Uh, is 0.500 in Super Bowls. He's made half of, he's gone to 10 Super Bowls in 20 years he's been a starter. Um, LeBron has made 0.504% of his shots. So wow. think about how good, let's just take a step back. So my next question. LeBron puts up a shot. But here's my next one. Tom Brady makes a Super Bowl or Michael Jordan makes a shot. Michael Jordan, more of a mid-range guy. Um, because you're asking it second, I think it's Tom Brady. That's it. There we go. That is correct. Here's this is just crazy. If you think about, but Michael Jordan four nine seven in his career. So you so. think about okay, Tom Brady. This is just like shooting the greatest ever to shoot a ball into a circular hoop. Which one is the greatest ever though? I mentioned two names. <laughs> I, I'm not willing to discuss that, but I will say that. Tom Brady has to go through an entire like 19 game schedule. And that's more likely for him to make the Super Bowl. That is just absurd. It's almost unfair. And I don't know. I think people are giving too much. Uh, people are saying too early that the Chiefs are the next dynasty because we saw with Seahawks could have been that dynasty. Uh, the Broncos with Peyton Manning might have been that dynasty. They made two Super Bowls. Um, they there's been a lot of teams and I just I don't know Mahomes is great but I just don't know if you can replicate what Tom Brady and and Bill Belichick did and what Brady still continues to do to this day okay and then my final question for this show goes back to the Super Bowl which one has more it's not likely to happen but which one is more correct statistical that Tom Brady and Blaine Gabbert are better career rushers than Patrick Mahomes and Chad Henney. Like who has more total yards? Yes. Now this is a, the interesting thing about this is that Chad Henney was has been in the league longer than Blaine Gabbert and is a little more mobile. 
Tom Brady's been in the league longer, but we all know out of those four quarterbacks, he's the least mobile. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes is very good at those 30-yard runs like we saw last year against the Titans. I know Brady's right around the 1,000 mark because um, there's, there's a whole story about how he takes a QB kneel and then he gets like 999 and then he goes back up. But I think, yeah. <laughs> what? On a QB sneak the next game. Yeah. And he goes right back up and then he goes right back down. So Mahomes has only been playing for what? Three years, technically, as a starter. So no, what he's, he's probably got around a a, a similar, maybe a little bit less. I'm going to say the Buccaneers. Add in Blaine Gabber and Chad Henney. I don't know about them though, to be honest with you. (laughs) I'm going to say the Buccaneers quarterback room. You are correct. Tom Brady, 1,043 yards. Oh, I was running on money. Gabber actually has 647. So. Um, Patrick Mahomes has 808, obviously. I, wow. I was, you gotta give me credit for that. He's going to surpass Brady. Well, obviously, here. Yeah. Um, and then Chad Henney, even though he had that great run against the Browns, he only has 356. <laughs> Chad Henney did not live up. Wow. So that you really only got one wrong, which was the Ben Simmons. <laughs> ben Simmons can go wrong in many ways. He's actually not the season though. It was more likely to happen Super Bowl preview. Wow. That was a fun game. And it's a great segue into the fact that next week, we're going to have a lot more discussion about Super Bowl 55. We can talk for days about what this could mean after the Super Bowl is already over, um, what this could mean for the legacy of both Tom Brady uh, and Patrick Mahomes. I have to add one thing. I forgot. The Mile High Stadium. We have to finish that out from our previous. Oh wow! You, you, you. This is a great way to end it off. We've worked your way up to ten players. At the current moment, you have Patrick Mahomes, Sean McDermott. Wait, wait. First, this is just for the people that don't know. This is pretty much the best of the best. This is I've added on a weekly basis someone that I feel like deserves to be at the peak um, of the NFL world position or. Just uh, in the NFL universe, this is the top, the best of the best. Okay, so you have Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson you had in there as your quarterback. Oh, take out players, though. That's the hard part. Um, you had Sean McDermott as your coach, but I think lived up to the expectations. You had DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and Stefan Diggs all in there. I think those all lived up to expectations. And then Young Hoku. And my <laughs> reserve player, Frank Gore, that gets you to nine. So we are missing one player for the end of the season to get you to that 10. Oh, wow. Um, you know, this is I mean, tough. I know what I would put in, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take a uh, take a little bit of a diverse approach to this. I'll put it in a Ryan Suckup, the kicker for the Tampa Bay. Buccaneers I think he's gonna hit a game winner oh you're okay a little bit of foreshadowing there um and I and I'm not I'm not saying he does I'm not saying he doesn't I'm saying there's a non-zero chance Ryan Sagan hits a game winner because I saw him go into Lambeau and hit a clutch field goal that made it so the Packers had to uh had to kick that field goal instead of going for it Um, I think for me because I've also been adding 
I would end it with Travis Kelsey. I think he had Kelsey was great. One of the best tight ends. But Ryan Suckup deserves it, and you know that. We both know that. I think everyone knows that Ryan Suckup deserves definitely uh, a spot there. So there we go. Ryan Suckup takes the final spot in the <laughs> stadium. It's a, it's a it's an honor to be a part of that. I think that's right up there with with the MVP uh, as the most prestigious award in all of in all of sports. So with that. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show, giving us a great segue into next week, our official Super Bowl preview. There's going to be a lot to discuss. Like I said, uh, two of the best quarterbacks in the league going at it. Scott and I will have all of our predictions, all of the discussion, all of the controversy from Super Bowl week. Make sure you tune in starting on Tuesday from 5 to 6 and on Friday from 5 to 6 as well next week right before Super Bowl Sunday. So with that, um, you can also listen to our show on Spotify. Like I said, on the GPS show, just search it up on Spotify um, and you can listen to all of our previous shows. So thank you everyone so much for listening and we'll see you next time.